Breakfast on 702. For the curious on 92.7 and 106 FM. There's a lovely song that goes, everybody needs a little time away. And it's difficult to get away because uh, COVID-19 has restricted us and it's restricted many of our aspirations and dreams. Many people talk about travel and the many possibilities it has to alleviate the stress. Uh, something to look forward to, to uh, when you are uh, in that work office, etc., pro- and productivity environment. Sean Lamont is the managing director of First Group, and he's here to tell us about the six online booking tips to help avoid being disappointed on check-in day. Sean, good morning and welcome. How are you? Well, well on yourself. Thank you for having me. So I've been surprised, Sean, that a lot of travel agencies, uh, we see that the adverts are coming back. People have been trying to make sure that they save their budgets. And uh, you wouldn't advertise, of course, if you don't have a product. There's something interesting that is happening in the, the travel destination uh, environment. Absolutely. Uh, I think people are getting cabin fever and they're ready to go out. They're looking forward to holiday. And they, they, uh, even if they're just planning for something, so they've got something to look forward to. Mm, and planning has always been the critical part of uh, any trip. I experienced this firsthand, and I was very fortunate to have a partner who's quite pedantic about the planning. And uh, you, of course, are here to tell us uh, how uh, booking online booking uh, works and how to avoid the disappointment of seeing a lovely picture. And then you come there, it's, a, it's, a, it's, it's an infested bed or whatever it is. But just to give us a clearer picture of the travel industry, how has the lockdown affected uh, travel and tourism industry? I mean, it's been it's been um, absolutely devastating for the terrible tourism. I mean, uh, we've been communicating with um, Minister of Tourism, or she's been communicating with us in terms of the tourism, and they're expecting us only to open our hotels and properties if we're lucky in December. So that's a huge, huge impact. Mm. And uh, I wonder about the staff. What what can they do in terms of their services, their abilities uh, to keep the doors open if they can, and just uh, from an employee and employer level, how do you keep things going until December, if possible at all? Well, well I think there's been some good news in terms of uh, the government um, um, ordinances. You are able are able to open if you are registered for essential services to accommodate people that are, are busy with essential services. So that's a little bit of hope at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and then the other thing is um, it's an ideal opportunity to start training staff, you know, um, oh. but, I, but I don't want to take the, I don't want to take it away. It's still difficult times, but, but once you close or partly close, it is a good time to, to train. Mm. And, t- and our discussion today is about that forward planning. And just can you give us a better idea behind booking for 2021 holidays? Well, I think with uncertainty, I think what's, what's happened at the moment is a lot of the industries are taking bookings towards the end of the year. December is never a problem to get bookings or never a problem to, to fill up your bookings. But then a lot of them are looking at the first quarter of, of uh, uh, 2021. We're also very unsure of what's happening with school holidays. And I know there was, there was a talk about should we open schools or not. So, so everybody is really focusing on next year and having something to look forward to. Also, I'm looking forward to saving some money to be able to afford it next year. Mm. But what's very, very important is, is the free cancellation policy, what's being offered out there. Mm. So nobody's doing any bookings at the moment where they can't cancel with uncertainty. I love that. Uh, it's important. I love that businesses are actually trying to at least be agile and get more information. And that is what we're doing here. If you've just joined us, we are with Sean Lamont, director of First Group. And we're talking about the six online booking tips. Let's get straight into it, uh, Sean. One of the first ideas you're always uh, told, whether you're from a customer and uh, or a uh, business point of view, is the importance of reviews. Can you give us a bit more information about how they can inform your online booking decisions? 
I mean, I, I, absolutely. I, I think as, as, as important as reviews are, it's important to, uh, to have a great website. And I think what happens is everybody's used to those TripAdvisor reviews, Booking.com, Facebook, and Google. And what's quite interesting is over the years, uh, Google has, has taken the lead in that. I mean, TripAdvisor was where everybody used to look, and now Google is the one that's uh, probably taking the lead there. And again, very, very important. Check out the online reviews all the time. The second one was um, obviously just be careful of, of, of the star ratings. Star mm-hmm. ratings are very, very important. Mm. But from a star rating perspective, be careful that some of the stars indicate more of what the facility is rather than the luxury. So very, very mm. important to look at that as well. How do you look beyond those stars and where exactly do they come from, this rating system? Well, again, I, I think word of mouth is one of the easiest ways to look beyond that. But the problem with in our current times, I think Facebook, get hold of your friends, have a jabber to your friends and on mm-hmm. Facebook and see if any of their friends have know the properties. I mean, so word of mouth is obviously the first one. And then also just um, just uh, read, read the fine print and phone the property. I mean, like, mm. well, like we've said before, it's the training of staff. It's when the person answers the telephone, do they answer it with a smile? Mm. If they're answering with a smile and they're happy to see, you know, that's the kind of thing, that's your fit. So those are the important factors. And it's so key because if a, if a country or if a, a locality has a travel and tourism community or culture, you feel welcomed. What should you look out for when you make that call uh, and what questions should you ask? In terms of the properties, I, I think, you know, just ask the pertinent questions that are, that, that are pertinent to you. Is the pool heated? Um, what facilities do you have? Do you have um, room service? Those are the small things. Everybody is an individual these days, and everybody's body got to be catered for separately. So make sure that you ask the pertinent questions that you, that are important to you, because everybody has a different set of criteria. Mm. So, in terms of third-party endorsement, it's always lovely when you get that organic endorsement from people who have uh, those experiences. Um, can you give us a bit more? Um, I think a, a bit more uh, information regarding the substance of um, asking a friend or phoning a friend or using even a Facebook request, a plain Facebook request to ask about a specific destination. I mean, it's, 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 it's fundamental. You, you have to. In, in today's social media, they are going to be your eyes and ears for you. And I think uh, another thing that I didn't mention was um, stick to um, the reputable groups, first group. There's a few of there's There's many of us out there, mm-hmm. but... Um, but stick to the groups that know that know what, what what so you know what the brand is when you are making that reservation. So it's not just about the, the interaction on social media. It's mm. about those those companies that spent a tremendous amount of time getting their brand out there and also building up a reputation that you, you what you see is what you get. And I think also very very mm. important. In terms of the comparisons themselves, how can we make sure that uh, we are comparing apples with apples and not apples with pears? Uh, how can we make sure that when we look at accommodation and pricing and quality that we are uh, being realistic with our analysis? Again, I would, I would jump between all the, all, the, all the medias that you have. I'd go to your social media. I'd go to your online reviews. And then again, check out what's important to you. Um, these loyalty programs, if you've got children, have they got entertainment programs? Um, what is the Wi-Fi cost? What are the parking costs, in, if anything? So all those little things, all those little hidden costs are important as well. You don't want to check in uh, and have to um, almost pay the same amount of, for, for your accommodation for all the facilities. So mm-hmm. if you've got kids, make sure that the accommodation is uh, Make sure that, sorry, that you have got the, the, the facilities for the kids in that. Mm-hmm. So very, very important. Those extras add up very, very quickly. 
And we, we know that travel really, uh, to an, a certain aspect, if you, if you are uh, part of the travel community, it's become diversified. There's solo travel, there's group travel, there's those WhatsApp groups which end up dwindling. <laughs> but uh, ultimately, the planning is key and reading the fine print. How, for me, I think travel insurance is one of those tick boxes that I leave out. Um, how important is it to read the fine print and what shouldn't you forfeit in order to make sure that your hard earned cash uh, isn't wasted or something that befalls you? I think there was a tragic incident of a lady who had uh, an unfortunate uh, mortality and it was almost near impossible to get her body back into the country because of uh, health insurance and the cost and all those things. I, I think there's two factors there. The one thing is health insurance, and health insurance has never been a great a product that's been pushed in South Africa, a very much an international product. Um, for example, overseas, uh, if you're living in the UK and you want to travel, very often you can't travel without actually taking out a proof of health insurance. So that, I think, mm. is something that's going to come to South Africa, and it's going to be, be a norm to us as well. And obviously, you've got, to indic- you've got to watch that cost. So, yeah, that's going to be interesting. And then, again, in terms of the, 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 the T's and C's, I think, again, um, be careful of very often there's a promotion out there you get the discount but then there's no can there's um you're not allowed to cancel so um that has changed dramatically lately as well i mean i think first people was one of the first to do it is um introduce that free cancellation throughout the period nobody's going to book in these uncertain times if they can't get their money back mm. so that's very very important now and it just, uh, I think also the ambulance costs, it's, it's so insignificant. I mean, you could go ice skating, you could be out uh, uh, during a, uh, an event or something could happen to you. And uh, the cost of an ambulance, there was a 2012 report in the U.S. and uh, it came up to about 224 to $2,204. I don't even want to get into the conversions of that. Well, any medical these days, I think it's frightening and and again, um, such an essential service. So, so yes, if something goes wrong and you're in a property, and remember, a lot of our properties are, are um, uh, around the country, not of them all city locations. So getting an ambulance or a hospital or EVAC is also can be very, very expensive. So again, health insurance or travel insurance is so, yeah. so important these days. Yeah, and, and of course, um, you mentioned earlier on that a lot of the travel companies are a bit more agile in, and adaptable with this period, providing free cancellation. Lastly, you, you mentioned the um, importance of sticking with reputable hotel groups. We saw the boom in B&Bs and how hotels also were uh, asking for some protection because the comparisons between how much they pay and, uh, for example, a B&B, the, per, the permits, I can imagine how much uh, scrutiny they face when it comes to compliance versus B&Bs. What's your opinion, especially uh, with regards to the industry authority FEDASA? Uh, well, I, I think they, they, they're doing a great job from, from a Fedahasa point of view. They're setting the standards out there or the minimum requirements out there. So from a Fedahasa point of view, um, I think from a uh, hospitality industry, we're grateful for their, for their input and, and, mm. for, and for their advice. But I think what, what's more important coming up now, and especially in these times, is that health and safety measures are probably sure. uh, most uh, formant now. And then, the, you know, the reputable groups, they're making sure that they have the spray tunnels, that they have the sanitizer, the flogging. Um, one of the one of the products that we've introduced, or one of the initiatives we've introduced, is mm-hmm. um, uh, pristine purpose clean. So um, when you get to your room, you can guarantee that is it is it's almost it's got a sticker over it that you break the seal. You know that that room is is pristine, that it has been cleaned for you. 
You can offer the extra, uh, if you want a service, you can have a daily service, or if you don't want the team, you don't have to. That is the reality of the future. And I think the big brands and the brands out there are offering it. So reputable, reputable hotel groups are offering that flexibility. So I think it's something that the consumer has to be very, very careful about is when comparing that and what you're going to get in a, in a, versus a small bed and breakfast. And I'm not taking it away from them, um, but I think, again, brand, very, very important going forward on a holiday just for your guarantee. Mm, and then in terms of the decision that our listeners are making out there and they're holding their coins and the purse strings are a bit tight, but I love the idea of at least having something to look forward to. So in making their decisions and finding reputable hotel groups, uh, whether it's a quaint BNB, what would your advice be with uh, people who are thinking about possibly planning for 2021 holidays? Well, well, I think the one thing is that, that's, that's also come out of the woodwork in terms of this is there's been some great new initiatives and I think a lot of companies, including ourselves, um, are, are selling vouchers. And the voucher is very much a, a, a product where it's flexible. So you buy a, a, a voucher, for example, let's say it's 2,000 rand, when you, the actual value is 3,500 rand. So at the moment, you've got a great deal buying a voucher now for something that you can use in the future. And I, I think that's one of the huge advantages of, of anybody wanting to, to plan a holiday. Buy your voucher or, or pay off the voucher now and then use it for, for some time in the future. Oh, that makes sense. And uh, it's a very insightful conversation. Just a bit of escapism within the COVID pandemic. Sean Lamont, Managing Director of First Group, discussing six online booking tips to help avoid being disappointed on check-in day. Sean, thank you once again, and please do be safe. You too. Stay safe, and thank you very much.